have a question for the meditation newbies or the reluctant converts out there. What do you imagine when someone says meditation? Sitting cross-legged with spa music? Chanting mantras? Or perhaps you struggle to wrap your brain around it all, thinking of this quiet time of doing nothing as an impossible feat for you. One where your mind will not let go of your task list long enough for you to do anything else. Any of those sound familiar? The truth is, meditation can be all those things, or rather, seem to be all those things. But it doesn't have to be. And today, I want to share with you why you owe it to yourself to figure out a way to incorporate meditation into your life, and how you can do so in a way that will work for you. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, and today we're talking meditation. Defining meditation is slightly challenging because it refers to a broad scope of techniques, and its purpose can vary. Generally speaking, meditation is a conscious mental method of gently encouraging the mind to focus in order to train attention and awareness, resulting in a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. I said that slowly, and it's still a mouthful, right? The short version? Meditation is a system for training your brain to be focused and calm, which has a ton of benefits. In the process of meditation, the mind begins to think more clearly as it quiets. The result is a mental state of alert relaxation. When you clear the clutter from your mind, both your mind and body settle into a state of balance, or homeostasis, which I mention in episode number 7 of the Positively Living podcast the impact of stress, and how to manage it for good. Our body is constantly seeking that balance. So many facets of our life take us out of that balance. But meditation is a direct path to it. I said there were a number of benefits to meditation, and I imagine you can guess the first quickly. Meditation can help with stress management, specifically aiding in chronic stress relief. Chronic stress brings us out of balance and triggers our stress response. Meditation helps bring us back into balance, so that alone is a good reason to try it. Another benefit is focus. Earlier, when I mentioned the process of meditation, I used the word clutter. That's right. Meditation is a decluttering technique, too, so it has a direct link to productivity and organizing. And because it's a practice in focusing... It has the potential to not only help us be more efficient, but more accurate as well, and may even help us make smarter choices. As a certified stress management coach specializing in productivity and organizing, it only makes sense that I would encourage meditation for those reasons. But there's more. 
Before I tell you, we need to address a special term, neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is used to describe the brain changes that occur in response to experience. There are many different mechanisms of neuroplasticity ranging from the growth of new connections to the creation of new neurons. At one point, we thought these kinds of developments ended when a brain was fully developed. Now we realize we have the potential to change our brains throughout our lives. As such, we need to pay close attention to what factors impact neuroplasticity, because unfortunately, not all of them are good. I bet you can guess one that is, though. Yes, meditation is linked to neuroplasticity in many studies. In one rather unique study, the Dalai Lama himself helped recruit Tibetan Buddhist monks for and directly encouraged research on the brain and meditation. The findings of these studies, as well as related research efforts, suggest that over the course of meditating for tens of thousands of hours, the long-term practitioners had actually altered the structure and function of their brains. To have that kind of influence over something we originally thought was an immutable organ brings so many possibilities to our lives and, understandably, spurred on more research. In many studies that followed, the focus turned to the physical structure of the brain, relating specifically to cortical thickness. Data from these is suggesting meditation causes a physical difference in gray and white matter, and that meditation might offset age-related cortical thinning. Simply put, this suggests that meditation may help your brain stay youthful. Now, to be clear, my tendency to have the humor of a 12-year-old is not necessarily thanks to meditation. But my future ability to reroute and retrain how my brain works and perceives things could very well come from my time spent listening to Deepak Chopra. And this has powerful implications. I witnessed the brain's ability to reroute after damage when my father had a stroke and was working with a speech therapist to bring his language back. He was a voracious reader his whole life and told me of a session where she was trying to get him to say the country Greece. He struggled and struggled to pull that word and finally managed to say a G and C. It always struck me how our minds had the potential to work around a problem that way, though I had no idea of the circuitry that was involved. And now we are seeing the potential to strengthen our mind's ability to do that through meditation. Amazing. But I'm not done yet. <laughs> it's kind of making me feel like I'm in an infomercial and I'm trying to sell you knives. But wait for it. I have one more important benefit to mention. In addition to the impact on the brain, meditating has the potential to help the body calm and heal. It can dampen the genes involved in the inflammatory response, which translates to reducing inflammation and therefore allowing healing. And it can promote the genes associated with DNA stability, another connection to longevity. Other short-term benefits include reducing blood pressure, which makes sense with its focus on breathing and relaxing. So with all that, calming the mind, reducing stress, creating focus, potentially altering brain pathways and structure, and reducing inflammation and blood pressure which is not even an exhaustive list. It's fairly clear that in establishing a consistent meditation practice, we can experience enduring health benefits.
and that has a special place in my heart. In addition to what I witnessed with my dad, brain health matters greatly to me because my mom suffered from Alzheimer's toward the end of her life. While there are many brain diseases and conditions we cannot control, I believe we still have a say in how we navigate them and sometimes manipulate or delay them. Part of my mission is to be the antidote to stress, but on a deeper level, it's also to find ways to be more resilient. It can only help us to embrace ways like meditation to care for our brains. And the fact that it's a simple and flexible habit makes it... Okay, please don't unsubscribe. I was going to say a (laughs) no-brainer. So, are you convinced? Are you ready to try it? Then let's talk about types of meditation and how to practice it. The two main categories of meditation are guided and unguided which are exactly as they sound. For beginners, guided can be especially helpful. And while there are a ton of different ways to meditate, much of that comes from permutations and combinations of the following. Mindfulness, spiritual, focused, movement, mantra, and transcendental meditation. I'll cover those in more detail in another episode. But to start, I would recommend trying out a few different kinds of guided meditation to see what appeals to you. Technology has made it delightfully easy to start a meditation practice. There are a ton of free apps for smart devices, and you can type in keywords from this episode into YouTube and find a guided meditation in minutes. Some of the most popular apps and sites are Headspace, Calm, and Insight Timer. I'm a big fan of Deepak Chopra's free 21-day challenges. He uses Sanskrit mantras and centering thoughts with calming music, and the production value is incredible. Also, if you felt like meditation really wasn't for you, I recommend Dan Harris's podcast, site, and app, all based on his book, 10% Happier. He was quite reluctant to explore this path, but has done the research knows the benefits, and found what works for him. Sound familiar? It's what I am helping you do every time we explore a topic. Once you've selected a style of meditation, it helps to find a good space to practice focusing on quiet and comfort. You don't have to be in a Zen garden, but a quiet room with a comfortable chair or bed would help. Life is distracting enough. Embracing a practice intended to quiet the mind can happen in the midst of chaos, but I wouldn't recommend it when you first begin. Because meditation is linked to brain change, you might ask if there are downsides to it. Many people love to tell you it's only good, and I would say that's not realistic. The effects are good, but the process, like many other practices in life, can be challenging. If you are new to meditation, keep in mind two things. One, it takes time and effort. Meditation is called a practice for a reason, so you might find yourself frustrated or feeling like you aren't doing it right. Trust me, you are, because you're making the effort, and that really counts here. It takes patience and sometimes trying different styles to see what works best for you. Give yourself permission to do shorter sessions and to sit or lie down differently than you are guided. And two, it can bring up a lot of stuff. Meditation is intended to be calming, but within that calm and quiet, you end up exploring. And exploration is messy. Emotions are messy. When you are finally quiet with yourself and paying attention to your thoughts, 
you might be thrown by them, or you may come away feeling unexpected emotions. This is where the phrase go with the flow helps. Let it flow through you with the realization this might happen and that it's normal. When you meditate, it's imperative you let go of expectations and demands and try this with not only an open mind, but an open and forgiving heart. I cannot tell you how many times I have been meditating and fell asleep, or found myself meal planning for the week ahead, or daydreaming and caught up in some random thought. Progress, not perfection, is key here. And the good news is that you'll benefit from each and every session no matter how poorly you think it went. If you'd like a list of the links to the meditation sites I mentioned today, you can access it in the Positively Productive free resources library by going to positivelyproductive.com library. When you sign up, you'll have access to my recommendations list, which includes links to productivity, meditation, time and project management apps, as well as a list of some of my favorite productivity and organizing books. As a bonus, This list is part of the full library, including the Joy List, Focus File, and Core Values Worksheets, too. I look forward to hearing from you as you explore, or perhaps bring back, a meditation practice of your own. Meditation is not a way of making your mind quiet. It's a way of entering into the quiet that's already here. Deepak Chopra Thank you for joining me on the Positively Living Podcast. Your time is precious, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you'd like more information on today's show, you can find a link to the show notes on positivelyproductive.com podcast. If you found value in the show, please click subscribe, and even better, give a quick review on iTunes. It supports me and will help others find the show. If you'd like more positive content, come join me on social media. Positively Productive on Facebook and Positively underscore Lisa on Instagram. Get ready for kids, cats, and all my quirky humor over there. I look forward to having you join me next episode. Until then, keep it positive and keep making space for what matters most.